Welcome to the Grow Money Mindset podcast, where we believe in the power of the mind and the potential of wealth. I'm your host, Artie Shabans, entrepreneur, property investor, and financial literacy advocate. I've walked the path to financial freedom, built multi-million dollar businesses, and amassed a property portfolio worth over $10 million. Now I'm here to share my knowledge, my experiences, and share my insights to help you unlock your own wealth potential. Hello, everyone. Now, in today's episode, I wanted to kick things off by discussing the traditional path to home ownership. We've all grown up with this idea of owning a home is the ultimate financial security, but is it still the best way to sort of really look at your financial future? Is it the best way? Well, you may have heard the term rent vesting thrown around. And in today's episode, I am going to dive a little deeper into this strategy for you. So I myself have actually done a lot of rent vesting and I've used this strategy effectively to help many of my clients fulfill their property goals. Now, whether that's been to build a portfolio of multiple properties or to start off with rent vesting and actually use it as a strategy to get to that ultimate dream home. Now, if you've never heard the term rent vesting before, put simply, it's actually where you live where you want to live, yeah, and you invest where you can afford to invest. Now, the the analogy of this is that as things are getting more and more expensive, it's harder to get in to get the deposit together, borrow enough money, let alone actually be able to pay those high repayments. So as more and more people can't afford to buy where they want to live, what you can do is actually rent there. So where you want to live, you rent and you invest elsewhere where it's more affordable for you to get into the property market. Now, is this a new phenomenon? No, it's only been marketed more recently and becoming more and more popular um, as the cost of these living costs are going up, affordability is going down. So saying that, it is a strategy that I myself have been using for like 17 years now. And in fact, I actually got asked to write the REIQ module for rent vesting as the expert in this area. So to understand, I guess, why this strategy works now, we need to kind of understand how the landscape of the world we live in is changing. So our parents, the baby boomers, used to buy where they grew up and then live in that one house until, well, the whole life and often pass that on to their kids. Then you have the Gen Y, and I am a Gen Y, where we like now are living in this social age. So the social age of like social media and on our phones with these iPhones, we are getting on the minute, 30 second, one second updates on all these lifestyle things that we could be spending our money on. So basically this whole uh, desire to now spend money on other things rather than our future is becoming more frequent based on the marketing and advertising and seeing what other people are doing constantly. So people are now making decisions on lifestyle rather than on security and the future of their long-term wealth. So as our mindset is changing, more and more people are also changing their lives more frequently. So back in the day, You had people living in the same home for minimum like at least 15 years 
And now I'm seeing people going through these changes on major life changes down to as little as five, even three years. Now, when I'm talking about major changes, I'm talking about career, complete career change, lifestyle changes where they're changing where they live, the cities and even countries. So maybe major changes makes people's decisions on where they want to live for less time and less long term. That is why now I'm finding that people are preferring the ideology of more freedom, flexibility is more important. That is why rent vesting, in my opinion, is so well suited and has become more and more popular, not just for affordability, but also for the freedom and flexibility it offers. So when you are renting, you are not locked into that rental property for um, 30 years or so like you are with a home loan. So as your lifestyle changes, say, for example, you decide I want to go and travel and I want to live overseas in Europe for 12 months or I want to work overseas for two years. Well, technically, you can get out of that rental and go and do that while your investment property is looked after by the tenants. And we've also got these tax benefits as well, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So whereas on the other hand, where you buy and you live in the home, most people feel they are tied down to that mortgage. If your situation changes, you can downgrade your rental property and find something cheaper Or if things get better, you can upgrade your rental. That's the flexibility you have with a rental. So when you are renting and investing elsewhere, the cost of this together is actually much more affordable than buying a property and living in it and and paying all of the associated costs with living in that property, such as your body corporate, your rates, your water, your maintenance on the property, um, and any other associated costs with um, your accounting and um, all of everything else. So because with the rental property, you get the rental income from the tenant, but you also get tax offsets from owning an investment property in Australia. So for those tax benefits, they're things like depreciation. Absolutely everything that you pay on an investment property is completely tax deductible. So that's if you, um, even down to if you have a property interstate, you are able to do one trip a year to check on that property. So that whole trip would be tax deductible in terms of flights and accommodation. And then you've got, um, you know, interest on the loan is 100% tax deductible. All of the fees associated with the purchase costs, mortgage insurance is tax deductible. So all of that is tax deductible. Whereas when you buy the property as a principal place of residence, it is not tax deductible. So because with a rental property, you get the rental income from the tenant, but you also get a tax offset that I've explained. So over when we look at this over like a 10-year period, you're only paying 34% off the property. So whereas when you own a property and live in it, you are responsible for 100% of those repayments and all of those costs associated with the ownership. So we use this rent vesting as part of a long-term strategy, right? So we look at ultimately, where do you want to land, right? If the ultimate goal is to have a property where you want to live in it and it's your dream home, but you can't afford that right now, the strategy of rent vesting we may apply may be to buy an investment property, rent where you want to live, that's more ideal for you, but build up your equity for five, 10 years. 
keep saving your your money as well. So you've got equity and you're saving a further deposit. And then what happens is, is over that five, 10 year period, as that property value is increasing over that period of time, you can then use equity and savings to buy a property that you want to now live in with a lot, with a larger deposit and a lower loan. Now you could also at the time, and I've done this for clients, like I had this client who she was an interstate client and decided to buy a property off the plan through us. The opportunity was massive. So she purchased the property well before market, any marketing or anything like that. And she came in early, early, early off plan. And then once she completed the property, the valuation of the property was higher than her contract price. So she had instant equity, but she retained that property for the 12 months because there are requirements to reduce capital gains tax. And what she did was she held the property for two years. After two years, we did an assessment of that property. She now had a new partner and wanted to buy a property to live in in um, her current city. So we actually looked at the option of whether it was better for her to retain the property as an investment and buy elsewhere. But because of her affordability, it was better for her to sell the investment property and then buy a principal place of residence using that equity that she now had. So selling the property for her gave her $400,000 towards buying that multi-million dollar property in New South Wales where she wanted to live. If she hadn't have done that, there is no way that she would have saved $400,000 in two years to be able to do that. So it really depends, guys, where you want to land. When people are talking about reinvesting, I'm always looking at what the strategy is and if reinvesting as a strategy is the best option for them. So I wouldn't just do rent vesting as a standalone completely with no purpose behind it. Like I have seen scenarios where people go and invest in property um, and they actually aren't even paying anything off that property. They don't own any other assets. They have no other debt. And they think that this strategy will work without understanding how rent vesting works. If you are rent vesting and you have no other loans, no other debt, no other mortgages, you need to be actually looking at building up equity in that property to allow you to leverage into another property or sell that asset and buy the property that you want. So I know this might sound really confusing, a little bit confusing for some people listening. You don't need to worry. This is something that we can go through in absolute detail with you. And you're more than welcome to write in with any questions that you guys have around rent investing. But this is something I go into absolute detail in my property workshops that are free and online. So for me personally, I actually bought two investment properties and rent invested before I built my dream home. And I actually have a huge portfolio of property and I really have done this rent investing over the years in different ways. Like if I've moved into state to set up an office, I'll rent while I own this portfolio. Like I won't always automatically buy a property and live in it for so many reasons. Like A, I know the property that I'm going to, where the area that I want to live in while I'm building my business somewhere else isn't going to be cheap. So I'm not just going to go straight up and buy a property just for six months of being somewhere as well. I might want to investigate the area. So like I am so not opposed to renting in any way as long as your money is working for you. 
But rent vesting allowed me to build my portfolio. It allowed me to build that dream home at that time. So my first property was just a one bedroom off the plan that I bought for 235000 It's about stepping stones, guys, and you need a strategy behind rent vesting. But it is absolutely it's 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 more about lifestyle choices and you don't have to give up everything but as long as you're putting your money towards something that's what's important so let's look at like sort of what are the costs that you would be looking at rent vesting so with rent vesting that might be anywhere from 50 to 250 dollars per week depending on where you buy and what the interest rates of the time so if the interest rates are lower You might not even be putting any money into this property as an investment, but as the interest rates are higher, that might grow to about $250 per week. And that is actually including all the income, all the tax tax offsets, and all the expenses, all expenses. That's your out-of-pocket costs. Some people can even buy two investment properties while renting, spreading their money and creating more long-term wealth. I've often done this for clients with higher income. So often more people want their money to work harder for them based on their experiences that we've also seen our parents have. Like I have seen so many clients over 20 years and and quite often, you know, one out of four people will have an experience where their parents have lost everything. And so when we, when we hear about these experiences, you know, a, spreading out our investments allows us to have more options to sell one property when we need to rather than the only asset that we have which kind of to me is like it sounds pretty awesome right rent investing it's like wow this sounds like the best strategy ever is there anything that you know you can tell me that's not good about rent investing 100% there are cons with any strategy The cons of rent vesting is that the purchase cost of when you're buying the investment property initially is higher. So stamp duty costs you more and most lenders require you to have a slightly higher deposit. So generally you need about that 10% deposit. Whereas when you're buying a property for your first time and living in it, you can get grants and you can also get um, higher lends from most lenders. So your deposit might only be 5%. Um, so that's a difference there. So initially, the initial getting in part is harder as an investment property, but the cost of holding the property is much less. So the other thing is, is when you are renting a property, you can't change the property, you can't renovate the property. So often I find it's a little bit more of that emotional attachment to being able to A, say, this is my place, I'm owning it, and I don't rent this property. And that's the association that I guess as a society, it's been placed that Australian dream of owning your own home and that success is based on this is my own home. So it's more of that sort of mindset shift. But when we look at the weekly cost, it is far less. So, you know, you might be paying, including all outgoings on a property of around, you know, 650, it might cost you 800 bucks a week. But on an investment property of $650, that might only cost you $100 a week, including all all of the outgoing. So you can see the difference here. So some examples of people that I've helped do rent vesting and the types of people that have done rent vesting is a real wide range. The younger couple wanting to rent elsewhere while they build their deposit up and equity, 
to to then go and buy where they want to build their family and sell that property. That was one I explained earlier. The single person wanting to travel, not be held down by a mortgage, but they still really want to look and think about their future. The older couple wanting to invest for their kids while they travel. The mid-tier that left it too late but is getting closer to retirement and wants to do something but is actually not wanting to put out too much money in terms of repayment. So to me, saying rent money is dead money, that's so old school. That's such an old school limiting belief that has been ingrained into us by our parents and society. Now, if you can't afford to buy where you want to live, so you have to go so far out and buy somewhere just so that you can say that it's a property you own and rent, it's not dead money, and then spend one to two hours commuting to work or anywhere to see your friends, and you make this decision and you are actually miserable in that decision, you have far less time, you're, it's so inconvenient and you don't know anyone in that area, is that a better decision for you and your happiness to say that you hate it and then after two years you sell this property and you actually lose money? I can tell you a lot of examples that people have done that as well. Or is it better to rent where you want to live and invest somewhere with better growth potential and less output to you per week? To me, when you have your investments working for you in the background, your rent is not dead money. And investing is a great strategy. I talk, I talk about this in so much more detail, going down and breaking down all of these numbers in my investment workshops that I run at growevents.com.au if you are interested in attending to find out a lot more information. Education is key. So many people don't know this is an option, guys, and it is an option. There is always options and there is always the information out there. And I, I am massive on trying to support you in, in getting that information and getting the knowledge to find out what's better for you so that you can create that better lifestyle for yourself as well. So that's a wrap, guys, today's episode on rent investing. I hope you found this discussion about buying an investment property and renting elsewhere insightful and helpful for your journey. Ultimately, property has never been a one-size-fits-all market and rent vesting isn't one either. The strategy could work for some while it wouldn't work for others. It's always best to do your own research and find a strategy that suits your own goals and financial situation. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, guys, please subscribe, rate and review the show. It helps me so much with helping more people. Don't forget to share this one, especially to your network, because I think there's a lot of people that could benefit from this and won't even know about it. So remember, stay tuned for our next episodes where we'll dive into another exciting topic.